Hey guys and gals, welcome back to the Water Cooler Podcast. I'm Marley Silverbrand, as always, and today I'm joined by a really intelligent, like film enthusiast and just filmmaker, general TikTok creator, Andrew. Welcome to the Water Cooler Podcast. How you doing? Thanks, Marley. Thanks for having me. I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, I have a window open right now just because the room I'm recording in is just really really hot. But down to talk talk some movies with you, Andrew, because uh, I discovered your TikTok about a week or, or or two ago in the film talk community, and uh, I will have to say that your film knowledge is like way above mine. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, like the, you're mentioning movies that I'm just like I'm like wow I need to go check that one out like like uh, when when did your when did your love of movies like start like did it start at a young age or yeah I feel like it started really young um I I've always loved movies even as a kid like even as a kid like I wasn't really a fan of like cartoons or animation I've you know grown to love it more now as an adult but movies and and just live action stuff has always been a really big part of my life. And I kind of accredit that to my mom. She would show me like a lot of the her, the movies that she grew up on in like the 70s and the 80s. And so, yeah, that's kind of where it started from. Yeah, uh, like I'm, I always thank my mom too about like kind of broadening my horizons on, on like movies. And like she was the one that actually like got me into like anime too because she was a big fan of like Miyazaki like growing up oh, okay, and yeah. uh ever since like i remember she put on spirited away, spirited away and uh i i basically like like uh shunned it and was just like no i i don't want to watch this this looks stupid and then i said she sat me down and i was like totally like in awe of it and i was like oh my god <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah. yeah she she she's done that multiple times in my life where she sat me down in front of movies that i didn't want to watch and then they end up being most of my favorite movies of all time. So, yeah, I can. A lot of the movies that I saw with my mom as a kid are still like some of my favorites, even if they're like kind of bad. Like in my TikTok, I talked about you know Howard the Duck. That's one of the movies that my mom showed me, and it's mm-hmm. you know universally known that Howard the Duck is a bad movie. It's just bad, but like I enjoy it just because like I saw it as a kid with my mom and it's just a lot of fun. You know, I don't really take it seriously as a movie anymore. (laughs) Right. And I think it's like, even like bad movies, bad or good movies. It's like, if you have like that experience, it's like, that's positive. Like, it doesn't really matter how, like how good or bad the movie is. It's like, you can still get some sort of like something out of it. I like as as like a filmmaker, I always love watching bad movies too, just because it's like I get to I get to learn from like mistakes and and also like it's still a movie that was made and like whether we like it or not, like the filmmaker probably thought Howard the Duck was going to be a great movie. It's kind of like like have you seen the <laughs> yeah. room? Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, a really long time ago, but I I watched it. I remember. I think I think there's a documentary out, or I'm thinking of the the disaster artist of that that yeah, movie that came out the, like that that main guy is just like he like he was so passionate about it and it's like when you're in like like you're in the thick of it of um creating something you just know that like whatever you're doing is good i i, I don't know i i always think that's really inspiring and a filmmaker can can still live his, still love his work even though people the people around him can't so but yeah definitely i don't know one of the things I've always loved about movies, and even when I'm, you know, reviewing a movie or thinking about it, 
I always like to think about the people who, you know, the hundreds or, you know, sometimes thousands of people who work on a movie, you know, no matter mm -hmm. how good or bad I think it is, I think a lot of hard work goes into, you know, most every movie. Yeah, most most definitely. And like, are you one of those people that sits through the credits at the like until like, well, it used to be that the film uh, wrap <laughs> wraps around, but now it's just until it goes blue screen. But do you like do you sit and yeah. sit through all the credits? Sometimes I do, especially if it's a movie I particularly liked. Um, I still like to see and you know look at you know all the you know little people as they say um, to see all the mm -hmm. people who worked on the movie just to so that way you know. Even if they don't know that I'm acknowledging them, I like to acknowledge them. I'm I'm totally the same way, and uh, I just uh, making making films is a long and a long and hard process. And like like you said, like a lot of people are like it doesn't matter like if they're getting someone's coffee or like bringing uh, bringing film like to the camera to like they they have like an important important job like like that's why I'm like like. Like if I want to work, like I want to work in the film industry, like so bad, but like I don't really care like what I do. So like if I if I'm getting someone's coffee, that means I'm making someone's day. Like if I'm getting it for like the director, then he's probably making someone else's day better just because he has his coffee and more caffeinated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like a trickle down effect. But yeah, I don't know. That was a that's kind of a weird tangent, but <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do, do you have like any? favorite movies of all time yeah so um i remember like for the longest time my favorite movie and i still kind of you know i like i have trouble sometimes because when i started watching movies like seriously seriously i was probably a teenager i was probably like 15 and so that was when i was introduced to movies like pulp fiction you know fight club movies like that there's like the film bro type movies so for the longest time, Pulp Fiction was my absolute favorite movie. I just loved to think about that movie and all the different things that it meant. And I still really love it. I don't care. Like people are always like, oh, that's, you know, so cliche. I love it because it was one of the first movies that I really wanted to like think deeply about. Mm -hmm. um, but right now I would say my favorite movie is Drive from 2011 with Ryan Gosling. That's um, a, a Nicholas Winding Refn, right? Yeah, Nicholas Winning Refn. Yeah. And I actually did a sort of a deep dive on it on my TikTok, but you know, I, I I love writing about that movie and I love thinking about it. And so that's why it's kind of my favorite movie. But a lot of my favorite movies are the ones that I love to think about the most. I don't remember Drive that much. Like Nicholas Winding Refn kinda has like this I he he's kind of he's kind of a weird director. And it's really kind of hard for me to like, I, I like, I understand it, but it's hard for me to like get into like one of his movies. Cause there's just so much like in there. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, it, yeah, it, it like the, the entry level is very, it, it, it like the entry level wall is like very, very high for, for Nicholas Winding Refn. But I, I love his movies to death. Yeah. On the surface, it, it could seem as if they're, you know, just about, you know, gore and blood and all this kind of stuff. But, and he, even he would say, like, I've seen a lot of interviews with him and he would say the, the, the gore and the blood is like, it's like his pornography. So he's like getting off on it. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I kind of think about it like deeper than that. I don't really, I don't really necessarily like him as a person, but I love his movies, which is weird. It's the same with Tarantino. Like, I don't really like him as a person, but his movies, 
damn if his movies aren't great. I, I actually respect that like totally, Andrew, just because like I feel like some of the hard things that people that, that, that people find hard today is separating the art from the artist. Like going away from movies a little bit, like some like like one of my favorite artists is Kanye West, but I don't necessarily like him as a person. But his music is like some some of the greatest. Not I, I'm not saying like like he still makes good music. Probably not like yeah. some of the best, but like it's still it's still really great. But not a lot of people can can separate that uh, separate the person from the artist. So I respect you for that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well. That actually comes from because my background is really in English literature. You know, early on, becoming an English major in college, they kind of teach you, like, these writers, a lot of them, especially because the canon is so white (laughs) and male, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. these writers, they're just not good people. And you have to just kind of learn to read these works with a grain of salt and say, look, these, these writers are not good people, but they've written some of the great works in history. Yeah, and like I feel like I feel like uh, just because like they're they're a bad person, it, like you said, just it doesn't mean that we should like cancel them like forever. Like, like yeah. th- as much as I hate what J.K. Rowling like stands for as like a person, I think that she's a really awful human being. Like that, those are some of the first books that I've ever read. Like I remember reading like J.K. Rowling, uh, like Harry Potter books, like like um like with with my mom like we would read like a chapter at a time and like read them together like by the fireplace and it was it was like such a nice experience and the fact that we won't go into like her beliefs what she believes now but uh we'll just say that she's a really bad person so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and what's unfortunate about that is it actually if you think about it more it actually comes through in the books more than before like now that now that her kind of beliefs are out there, if you read the books mm-hmm. in a certain way, you can actually kind of be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, why Why she's... I, I haven't read them in a while. Uh, yeah. I kind of don't really want to now, yeah. now that she brought that up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, like, uh, I, I hadn't read them in a while either, but like the more that I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I have pretty... Not the best recall, but like if I've read something, I can usually recall most of it and i'm like okay yeah then that makes sense now in harry potter she she is she is an old woman and she's she's just grow she was grown on just really like closed-minded like views so it's like i i it's i don't want to i'm not trying to say i'm giving her like credit for being a like like a homophobe and just like just being a terrible person but it's just like it's a different generation and it's like yeah I don't think you should cancel their work. You should just cancel the person. I'm just, that's that's that that's what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, that's that's definitely true though. But what has she really written that was that was worth anything? <laughs> that since Harry Potter, I, I feel like there was that Casual Vacancy book, and I think I think I read some of it for like a book club, and I just couldn't even finish it. Like it was it was not good. <laughs> I I can't even I can't even like. I remember there was one book that she wrote and I just can't, I couldn't remember the title because it was just so generic and just like, I don't know. Like, can you really call her a one hit wonder just because even though she wrote like eight books, like, um, (laughs) and like uh, two movies and stuff like that, but it's just like, that was just her thing. 
is that was that a one hit wonder or is it like a one franchise wonder or something like that? <laughs> Maybe like a one franchise wonder. Yeah, I don't know, but um, but yeah. Anyways, kind of getting away from from J.K. Rowling, but from from that, uh, I brought you on really to uh, I just finished uh, Love Victor season two. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know why I transitioned from that, but but <laughs> but uh, it's fine. It's it's been a, it's been a while. Uh, I th- Love Victor season two came out last year, right? Or was it this year? For, uh, for, it came yeah. out this year in June. Okay. For, for, for some reason, the months have just been blurring together, but uh, I just yeah. finished it this last week and uh, I decided like we were actually talking on TikTok, and you finished it too. And uh, I yeah. guess uh, we'll just kind of lead in. We'll just lead into talking about like the whole series at this point, uh, like what we think about yeah. it. So yeah, I yeah. actually really liked Love Victor season one. Um, a lot of people were like, it wasn't gay enough, but like, I kind of credited that to it being originally for Disney plus. So mm-hmm. I kind of was like, okay, well it was for Disney plus. So they weren't necessarily trying to go, you know, all out gay and that's fine. Um, but then season two rolled around and I was excited for, you know, Hulu to take over and kind of do what, you know, whatever they wanted. And, um, I, I liked that it got, you know, gayer i guess but it the time jump is what kind of threw me off because i felt like a lot of character development happened in that time jump and we weren't there to see it yeah uh i i kind of agree with you too and like also i think that like victor's like ex like uh, ex-girlfriend like i feel like in season two like she just got just kind of tossed to the side like i didn't like any of her developments I didn't like any of her developments in like season two and it just made her seem like not like, like not supporting and just kind of whiny and just like, like towards the end of season two, you kind of see like what she, like where she's going, but it's just like, I don't understand like that, that character is so strong and like, she's such a good actress too. It's kind of unfortunate that she can't, that they're giving her really crappy material. But yeah, I also did kind of feel like they pushed her to the side and it was weird because I felt like with Lake still being kind of in the mix, I felt like they could have, you mm-hmm. know, used that more, used her, their, their best friends. They could have used that relationship more to kind of bring her into the group more, but they didn't really do anything with that. It seemed, I think the the most interesting part about like Lake was her and her and Felix. Felix, yeah. I think, is the strongest character in the entire show. I freaking oh. love Felix. I I think that he he really grew a lot in season two, but he was also really strong in season one too. And yeah, I I absolutely love the scene in season one when when Victor like comes out to Felix, mm-hmm. and just Felix's reaction to that was absolutely perfect, and it was spot on. I definitely think yeah. he's the. I, um the heart of that show he's the center Mm -hmm. he's the um the center of just kind of like all the he's he's the one who's connected to everybody i think i know like you mentioned that like a lot of people were saying that like season one wasn't gay enough and season two like is is a little bit gayer but i think what i appreciated most about like season one and two is that like yeah like victor is like a gay teenager but i feel like if you were to not make it like a gay storyline 
and just make it and just make it like a regular like it's 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 very relatable uh, that's what that's what i'm saying that that's what i'm trying yeah. to say like it's uh, like if you were to swap the characters like it would still it would still be a good show it's not like it's trying to it's not like it's trying to pander to any any side it's like it's just mm-hmm. trying to tell this really good story that's so that's what i appreciate about love victor yeah definitely i think um that's i think that's what was so kind of successful about love simon and why they kind of brought this world into a tv show because the character was just kind of like this regular guy and it, and it didn't even necessarily have to be a coming out story it could have just been they're just telling this story and i i mean i i love the movie i saw problems with it as far as you know things but the one thing that is Being really too great about the <laughs> no not actually that's actually not one of the problems that i have with it um me also being a literature major i uh read the book i actually read the book after i saw the movie but Mm -hmm. i actually prefer the book a lot and the problems that i have with love simon are actually like the things that they changed from the book that i thought that they could have swapped into the movie if that makes sense um, a lot of people yeah, and a lot of the problems that everybody has with it, like you know, the ending being so public and the friends being so horrible to him, none of that is really in the book. Um, they do kind of get mad at him, but it there's for different reasons. Like each one is mad at him for a different reason, and they res- resolve it really quickly because they understand that it's so petty in the book. For that reason, I just it kind of. I don't know. The book just kind of makes more sense. And I understand that maybe all of that wouldn't have translated to film necessarily. I just felt like they kind of made villains out of these characters that we started to love, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, it's almost like they wanted to like make it just like a kind of like a dark point in like Simon's life, which is. Yeah. Like it almost went too dark for like I don't remember Love Simon like all that much. Uh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good when I saw it, but like mm-hmm. it was I don't know. There were some parts that I thought were a little cliche. The thing that I love about Love Victor is that one, it's a non, it's a it's a it's a non-white family, and like yeah. what they had to deal with, like with Victor being gay, and just like the the struggles that Victor has to deal with being a, also a jock in uh in high school of like dealing with his sexuality i think like that that those parts are actually really interesting and and strong Mm -hmm. his i I don't know i i really liked his family in season two because i thought a a lot of people that i've been um uh, reading online about they said they hated his mom but i thought his mom i liked the way she grew throughout the entire season i thought it was like kind of perfectly paced but like what what do you think about that yeah uh well being from you know a latino family myself i was fortunate enough that you know when i i came out i you know, i didn't really have those types of problems with my family but i know people who did so it's it's it was a very realistic reaction for me and mm-hmm. it, you know i didn't not like her but i wasn't like you know, rooting for her either at the same time, because, but at the same time, it was very realistic and very understandable. Like she grew up thinking in a certain way, like most Latinos do, you know, it's, it's hard. I think sometimes people forget, like you 
as a gay person or an LGBTQ person, you have to have, it takes time for you to accept yourself. So when you come out, Mm -hmm. you can't really expect your family and your, or your loved ones to accept it right away. You have to give them time just like you had time to accept it for yourself. And that, that's a, that's a really good point because like in the show, that's why, that's why I got so mad at Benji like so many times mm-hmm. just because he was the one that was like trying to like force it upon like like kind of saying that his mom's being homophobic. Victor kept on pushing back and saying like he like just got to give her got to give her time like it's like 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 his mom was super religious and stuff like that. It's like you can't like yeah. I don't know like what do you what do you feel about like Benji and like those those, those situations? Yeah. I actually really like Benji as a character. I, I I I'm very able to see usually a lot of different points of view, and I think Benji also kind of has a valid point of view, and I think it's one that comes from the time jump, and that's where I think people are missing. As far as Benji's character, you have to remember Victor came out and then almost, I think, it, I think the time jump is like 10 weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, it's like, like, it wasn't like summer vacation, I think. Something like that. So it's been a couple of months yeah. and maybe in Benji's life, you know, it, it would have been a little bit more, a little bit faster for his family to come around. And so I'm, I'm kind of on that area as like, he has been waiting 10 months for you know you have to remember he hasn't been to um victor's house at all to meet his parents or anything i think for someone in a relationship with another person i think that can be frustrating even if you know there are extenuating circumstances like the parents you know trying to accept i i I can see why that like on benji's side like why that could be like troubling but and also why he could be upset i just was like there's there's just multiple times like multiple scenes where I was just like I was like you don't need to like act like that in from in front of his mom when you're trying to make make her uh, like you. It's like you've Definitely. already got you've already gotten Victor's acceptance. You don't need to act like that in front in front of it in, in front of his mom because it's not really helping the situation. Yeah, there are moments where he goes definitely he goes too far, but he's human. And, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the kind of way I always, like, try and look at characters. Like, the way we want, we always want characters to be perfect. And I think that sometimes it's, it's, it's better if they aren't. You know, it's better if they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a difference between a poorly written character and a character who's written well, but, you know, not necessarily the most perfect person. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, and it's all, sometimes it's always good to see like flawed characters on screen, just because we as humans, like you said, aren't perfect, and it's mm-hmm. it, that helps it make it more relatable. Another person that was flawed was definitely flawed was uh, the dad. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a character that I couldn't really. It was hard for me to hold, have sympathy for him, have sympathy for him at all, because he was the one, even though he was the one that was very, he, like he was, it took him a while to accept, but he was, he was quicker than his, than, than the mom. The fact that I don't, I understand that they were going through a divorce at the time, but yeah. like the way he was like talking to that other, like that mom at the, the pride, uh, mm-hmm. pride camp or whatever, or pride meetings. Yeah, I, it, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, um, that that was definitely interesting to me because I didn't really see that coming, and I also because like 
my first instinct when when I think it was the mom asked him if he was seeing anybody else and he kind of said yes but I didn't like I didn't really see it as that before I think she asked um because mm-hmm. I don't know I just thought you know they were friends they they knew each other from the meetings and they were talking a lot um so it it was something that kind of came out of left field for me when when they were all of a sudden seeing each other and then all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. not because you know his parents got back together and I was like oh right. well that was you know useless like it didn't that really was serve sudden. a purpose for me yeah, it didn't really, like, him seeing right. this other lady wasn't really, it didn't really serve a purpose for me other than maybe expediting the parents getting back together. Maybe the dads just end up on bimbos at this, at this <laughs> point. It's just like, like, yeah. like, the girl he was seeing was just like, I was just like, wow, you, like, you should just get back together with, maybe she was just there to just, like, for us to hate her because she was just... The, the stuff that came out of her mouth, like the show is like pretty well written, but like the stuff that yeah. she would say, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is this is so <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, they like you mentioned, they do get back together at the end of the season. And mm-hmm. I don't know, th- but Victor's kind of up in the air at this point. Like it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. A little bit, don't you think? Yeah, uh, is that the definition yeah? Oh, it of a definitely, it definitely ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> I would say that it would de- like. It, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the Benji train. I know it seems weird because he was like s- sort of a jerk, you know, per- pretty much the whole season. I feel like Raheem and Victor. It feels like more of a friendship to me. Like it feels like more of a kinship because they understand as, you know, brown people, <laughs> like what it is and the seriousness of them coming out. It doesn't necessarily yeah. read romantic for me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure about that just because I feel like, well, no, I guess that could be a friendship too of them like playing hooky when they yeah. when they were just like hanging out and they went to the gay bar and like that's just two gay dudes they're they're just friends i feel like that i i can i can agree with you a little bit there i i think i would be i, I if see, when season 3 comes out i think i would be shocked if raheem's on the other side of the door like i know, i wouldn't necessarily I, be I, shocked I, I would be disappointed definitely i felt i would feel like that's not where the character should have gone Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was Raheem on the other end of the door. It would have been rush character development for sure, too, just because like I, Raheem I just kind of whole... shoved himself in there. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think the whole season two was rush character development. I felt like season two definitely mm-hmm. felt like a season three for me. It felt mm-hmm. like there were a lot of things happening. There were a lot of you know feelings shifting for it to to have just come off of season one. And yeah. I felt like we should have definitely gotten a summer season. Like this should have been, especially since it comes out in summer, I felt like mm-hmm. we we should see that summer where we can see ben, uh, Benji and Victor's, you know, relationship evolve and develop. And also the struggles that his parents went through in that first, in those first few months of him coming out. It's almost like there should have been like a short film or something like that. Would you have been down I mean, for like a short film, like a yeah, possibly a short web like series in between film, yeah, or even like a. I think the problem that I had with Love Victor too is just kind of like the weird pandering that the the season is. Like they mentioned TikTok a couple of times, and just kind oh, of yeah. like they're just trying to be hip. I'm like, do you, <laughs> Love Victor, you don't need to do this. You don't need yeah. to. You don't need to like say like 
social media like your characters are already good just give me good uh good dialogue and good character development that's all i want so yeah i also find that the i don't know if you agree with this but i also find the episodes to be a little short i feel like if they're gonna have such a short season especially with all the character development they try and do within these seasons it just feels like either you need a longer season or we need longer episodes I think I, I, I'm actually pretty okay with like 30 minute episodes. I've always mm-hmm. been like a huge advocate for kind of restricting like creators and uh-huh. seeing how much they can like jam pack into like a 30 minute episode. But I, I honestly think that they were tied to 30 minutes just because of the Disney plus ties yeah. in, in the beginning. So I was a uh-huh. little shocked that they weren't going a little bit above that like maybe to yeah. 40 minutes or something like that but could benefit from like an extra two episodes maybe especially mm-hmm. since the the episodes are so short i think the show could mm-hmm. definitely benefit from i think they're 10 up they're 10 episodes right now right so i think i think if if it was so i think if mm-hmm. i think if it was 12 i think the show could really benefit from that usually 12 episodes is like typical for like a season 2 for a standard tv show right yeah that's like 12 yeah, or unless you're episodes, the cw so. Then it's like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing I don't watch any of those shows, but <laughs> I just couldn't get into them. I couldn't get into like Smallville or Supernatural. It's just like, I, I, oh, it, see, I those are can't. all the shows that I loved growing up. Like Smallville was like my jam growing up. I got on the uh, the Gilmore Girls train a little bit late, but yeah, I I like the CW shows. I just like the soapiness of them. Like I I, I like really like in depth television and stuff like that. But I also really like the kind of mm-hmm. just soapy stuff that you don't really have to think about much and you just just kind of can have fun and watch. I think for me, like that, it's not really soapy stuff, but Community is like really like my jam for like kind of that type of for that type of like TV show and stuff like that. Yeah. Or even something like the good place. That's just something that Mm -hmm. I can just kind of like watch in the background and still kind of pay attention to it and find something like pretty, pretty good from it. So, but uh, I don't know for for some, for some reason, CW just never like, it was never just my jam. (laughs) Never. I mean, that's fair. That's um, fair. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. But um, like, but back to love Victor, what did you think about, simon's like kind of like simon's barely in season two he was more in season one but like what do you think like his of his inclusion and also his conclusion in season two i thought it was pretty appropriate like um it was a little bit weird to me in the first place that he was kind of dming simon but you know Mm -hmm. once you kind of got into the season you know it wasn't you know, as weird because they were just a little bit more familiar with each other. And then I, mm-hmm. I liked, I liked that he kind of, they kind of waned him out because I, I really want to separate him from this story. And also, you know, Victor is growing into himself, and he's, he should, mm-hmm. he should try and just, you know, not be someone else, or you know, just try and be himself. I think, and I think, yeah, um, kind of removing Simon from that from that um, kind of gay guru uh, role, I think is going to benefit his character going forward. Yeah, and I also think it removes his, the whole white savior aspect too, to, to oh, yeah, love Victor, definitely. just because like Victor was always D 
DMing him and be like, what what do I do? Uh, just he's like freaking yeah. out and just like, why are you talking to a white guy when you're <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I don't know. I was just like, I I understand. I think this like is why I game, like but, this is why still... I like that episode in season one where he goes to New York to meet Simon, but um, it's actually mm-hmm. only Bram there and. Even mm-hmm. though Bram wasn't necessarily like a big part of that episode, I liked that he was he was kind of the more centered one. It's almost kind of like Simon knew, like, "Hey, probably don't really know your situation that much, so it's gonna have like my uh, my boyfriend just hang out with you and just kind of you can <laughs> just chill." Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I th- I really liked that episode too. I thought that was like kind of like a, a nice little moment for like Victor. I, I thought Simon in season two was just really odd seeing him like full beard and just like he was <laughs> very old. Like Simon, like in the Love Victor universe, he's just out of high school, right? He's like two years out. Probably like, something am, like am, that, yeah. Am I wrong? He looks like he's 35. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, sure okay. that actor is like around 30, 30 35, but... Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he definitely, they kind of aged him pretty quickly there. It's a, like, I know that, like, people age outside of the show, but some, like, whenever that pops up, when, like, when they introduce, like, a character that hasn't been on the show, and I'm just like, wow, they were way old. Like, like, <laughs> the timeline, the the reality timeline and the, the, the movie timeline is not syncing up. But, that's, that's another thing uh, I love about Love, Victor. I think the casting is amazing. The only the only one that I kind of don't really like is the character, like the actor who plays Andrew. I think he's like a thirty year old with high schoolers. But oh but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like kind of a little odd, but kind of a little odd that he's dating uh, or was dating or still dating or like where's that going? You know, with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a uh, Victor's ex. Like, <laughs> yeah, they seem to be yeah, they seem to be off and on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was up with that. That was another thing. I was like, I felt like their 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 chemistry is like okay, but not great. Like, it just feels like that mm-hmm. that that shouldn't be going on. Yeah, especially what you brought up because he looks like he's thirty years old and he's dating a high schooler. Yeah. That's that's very problematic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you always had like. Like that's always the case when you have like these high school movies. You have like people Definitely. playing way way above their age. So it's or, or yeah, I don't know. I, I generally I generally like I like this season. Just just everything that was going on with the family. I thought the Victor's little brother like kind of found out, and he was just totally okay with it. It kind of makes yeah. me think like Victor's little brother is possibly gay. Like like, I mean there was the way that he was just okay with it and just like accepted it scene in i think in season one where he wanted the like frozen wand toy and then like mm-hmm. the grandfather was implying that you know he could turn out gay uh because he wanted a girl's toy and you know it was weird but i could see oh, that how the, dare he for, yeah <laughs> i i really appreciated like all of his the sister's character development too i thought that oh, she yeah. really grew as a character and 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 uh her and felix too like i'm just like i I feel like i feel like that's just awesome too i really like that episode when they were hanging out yeah those two actors have really great chemistry and i think that those two characters it like makes just little enough sense that it works 
which is probably weird to say, mm-hmm. but it's like those two characters, like I, I don't think in anywhere in like real life, those two characters would ever have feelings for each other. But for some mm-hmm. reason in this like love Victor universe, it works so well. And I love their dynamic and I and I hope that it kind of goes somewhere in the future. Yeah, I, I hope it goes somewhere too, just because I kind of feel like I identify as Felix. <laughs> uh, like, just, like, uh, he's, like, the closest character in, like, the show. Just because it's, like, I, I don't know. Just, like, it's, uh, like, I'm totally, like, that that awkward awkward person, like, at parties and stuff like that. I'm totally, like, eccentric and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just... I just, I just really like that character a lot. It's really, he's really written really well. And who's that actor again? I know. Has, has he been in anything lately? Or? I feel I'm like really, the show I, is getting uh, like a good enough buzz that I'm pretty sure most of them, you know, would have really great, you know, careers going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't really do rate. I don't really do ratings when we talk about shows, but um, mm-hmm. like, like, do you have any like final thoughts like on Le Victor or anything like that? Like, what do you want to see for like season three? For season three, I really want them to slow down. If that makes if that makes any sense, I know that these these characters, I mean, not these characters. This this show is is kind of in this like thirty minute comedy kind of constraint, mm-hmm. and I like that constraint for the most part. But I feel like sometimes the character development is going too fast. And they want to mm-hmm. make these deep kind of um, uh, messages with their their character development, but it's it's because of the the I feel like it's because of the the constraints of of the the, the thirty minute episodes and also the very short uh, uh, seasons that I really hope they just kind of maybe slow it down a little bit. In one season, we don't need to see this like big you know one eighty turn you know it was really for me it was really fast and it didn't make any sense for season two Mm -hmm. like i said it felt like this should have been like a season three type of deal and i and i think it would improve its you know rewatchability like season two for me was not i tried to rewatch it and it wasn't as rewatchable for me as season one i rewatched season one like Mm -hmm. maybe two or three times and i tried to this (laughs) yeah i i tried to rewatch this one like to prepare for this and i got maybe halfway through and then i was just like i can't do it anymore it, everything was just happening right. so quickly that i was like it, it the writing didn't really suffer but it just kind of didn't make sense for the overall idea of the show if that makes any sense so i would like to see them slow down yeah, the I, I i see what you mean about the show moving too fast and like how you want it to slow down just because there was just a lot going on in those first three episodes and throughout the whole season. Like you have like the whole basketball team, like aspect of like, well, how is, how is, how is teammates like holding up with him being gay? Then you have his family. Now, now it's like the, the whole school, you have whole, the whole Creek secrets and stuff like that. It's, I feel like, I felt like they could have picked like one of those, like, aspects and just like did like an episode on it and it would have been fine like yeah, they definitely. like it felt like they like they just kind of spread it out because they felt like they had to but it's like they just just let like these moments breathe and i feel like it will season three will be a lot tighter and also like the character development will be a lot stronger i for season three i don't really have anything like 
like hopeful for season three. I kind of didn't really like the way this ended on a cliffhanger just because I usually hate it when TV shows end like this of just like it, it was a very, uh, what's what's that movie Um, with the, where the guy runs to like the girl's house and he's like in the rain and he's like, it community does like a parody on it. And I forget what, I forget what they're parodying. You, you know what I'm talking about? I'll have to I'll have to send you a scene afterwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll put in I'll put it in the description. But uh, it's just a, a very kind of cliche way to end, where it's just like Victor looking at, looking off into the uh, off into the distance and just like oh who is he with and stuff like that. And I'm just like I'm just like I kind of wish it just ended on something else. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, uh, I, I feel know. like I they just shouldn't have... do that for season three. I feel like they should stop the cliffhangers because season one kind of ended similarly, like where he is about to come out, but then they just end it. I feel like they should leave the cliffhangers behind, especially in this day and age where shows can get canceled so quickly. And I feel like they sh- they mm-hmm. need to start doing seasons where they can wrap up a story. And then that mm-hmm. way, you know, if for some reason, unfortunately, it does get canceled, then, you know, we're not kind of left with this uh, wanting feeling. It can live on its own. Mm-hmm. I've always believed, like, anything that I consume, it should live on its own, which is... Uh, Definitely. Uh, we can get into this after we after I finish this last statement, is this that mm-hmm. I what, what I hope for season three is, even if he doesn't get back together with Raheem, I hope that Raheem is kind of like a main part because I feel like when he is character, when his character was introduced, I was like, I am all about this character. This character is, this character is awesome. I love that. It's a person of color, person of color, LGBT like character. And just like, just his vibes were just awesome. I just love, I, I love Raheem like so much, but speaking, speaking of things that living on its own, and kind of living off of cliffhangers. We'll just talk about this real quick. What if Marvel's What If uh-huh. series? <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a this is a kind of a good segue, but uh, <laughs> um, we won't talk about it too much, just because I feel like we've are pretty we we kind of agree a little bit, just because I kind of feel like this series kind of sucks. I watched the first <laughs> episode, and and yeah. it's. It's Marvel is is obsessed with like kind of just uh, like continuing on like the whole franchise and like series like nothing nothing it seems like it can live on its own and this is the problem that I have with like all like all the Disney Plus series like WandaVision yeah. or Captain America or Loki like Loki was great but every season finale has to end with like, Oh, watch like the next Marvel movie or watch the next Disney plus movie <laughs> to find out what yeah. happens next. And I'm like, I don't like that TV is going in this direction, but that was a really long rant, but like, yeah. do, you, do you agree? <laughs> um, I agree somewhat. I think that if one, if as far as WandaVision, I agree as far as, you know, Loki Falcon and the winter soldier, but as far as WandaVision, if that ending scene hadn't happened where you know she's in the cabin and you know she's alone and you know searching for her kids if that scene hadn't been introduced i feel like wandavision could definitely have lived on its own it it was you know an open and shut story 
that's why I feel like WandaVision is like my favorite of the Disney Plus shows because I feel I like agree. it was the one that was doing something different and like like you said it could could live on its own if it without that one scene. But mm-hmm. Kevin Feige is a figurehead at Marvel <laughs> and I like he's yeah. all about the big bigger picture. Yeah. I feel like it it's just it for I feel like it's ruining Marvel shows for me and Marvel movies cuz it's just like I'm okay with like I'm okay with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki, but what if to me feels like it's not there for any purpose because it's not going to have any further ramifications in the actual MCU. It's just there to, like the title says, be what if. I think that's part of the reason why the whole Captain Carter didn't really work because for one, you know, that didn't happen. <laughs> Two, mm-hmm. it's actually a good thing that didn't happen because I don't think that Peggy Carter really deserves the super soldier serum. She doesn't deserve that kind of Captain America-esque title. I I don't have a problem with like the whole Peggy Carter like storyline. I have a problem with how it was put together. Animation, it didn't bother me. I just felt like it, it honestly felt, it just felt super lazy. Like it, yeah. Uh, like the like the I entire show, like it. Th- I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Take that for what it's worth. But uh, I like. I'll continue to watch like these episodes. But like, I feel like what if it could have been? There could have been. There, there could have been so much potential there. Like this could have literally been Marvel's like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Oh, definitely. Could have been something. I don't. Like that. I. I could not. I could not see that like from the first like episode, but we were not like, I don't know about you, but I wasn't fortunate enough to get other two episodes. Apparently there are people out there that got oh, like really? three no, episodes I... released. No, no, I didn't get yeah. the three. I got the one episode. Well, we're, we're not that fortunate, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it. I don't know. I, I will continue to watch it because I feel like I, I kind of have to at this point, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see like what they do with it and stuff like that. But yeah, me too. I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I, I really did not. I, I didn't, I just didn't enjoy the first episode. So I'm hopeful that it's the, the storytelling is going to improve. But mm-hmm. um, at this point, you know, if, if, you know, this Captain Carter is any indication of what's to come, I'm not really that hopeful. But anyways, Andrew, that was our little quick, what if and love Victor, <laughs> like, discussion thank you for thank you for coming on andrew i really enjoy like your insight and just like your knowledge around movies if people want to follow you on the internet uh where can they follow you at cyan dot sunday at uh, on tiktok my instagram is a little bit private but that's yeah uh, on tiktok at cyan dot sunday definitely go follow andrew at uh at cyan dot sunday really really good content he's pushing out there uh i'm trying to push out some content every now and then but uh still trying to get in the groove of like the whole tiktok creation but i'm, I'm getting there i'm not like i'm not like <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't be like uh, like you or tyler that like pushes out three three a day but um I'm, I'm getting there but um but thank you thank you for coming on discussing like uh love victor and uh just movies in general so yeah no problem thank you for um, having me oh no problem uh i'm marley silverbrand And this has been Andrew, and uh, we are signing off.